Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 308 of the podcast. This is a special live version of the podcast that I had the pleasure of doing at SF Sketchfest last weekend. I was joined by my musical guest slash, I'm going to go ahead and say almost co-host, right? Matt Nathanson. I'm going to go ahead and say my co-host. Matt Nathanson. I'm going to be bold. Uh, He's done the show with me several times and I just love having him and love his energy and his music. And then my marvelous, marvelous guests, uh, Scott Adsit and Aparna Nansherla. I had a great time and I think you will enjoy it. I hope you will. I want to thank everybody who came out to SF Sketchfest, not just to any show I was in, but any show at all. There were so very, very many to choose from. And I also want to give a special shout out to uh, some people who have uh, become friends through the podcast who came uh, into San Francisco at the same time and had their own Redwoods and more adventure, Christiana, Amanda, and Bella. Um, I'm so envious I wasn't able to join you, but it makes me so, so, so happy that some fun, dumb thing I did uh, brought you together. So um, thank you for sharing that with me. And uh, other than that, I want to alert those of you who are into improvised comedy podcasts that I have a new podcast coming out called Voyage to the Stars, starring Felicia Day, Steve Berg, Colton Dunn, and myself. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, check it out, Voyage to the Stars, uh, if you give it a Google. And then I want to remind people that I will be at PodFest. So that's it. Uh, do a little research, do a little homework, uh, get back to me, and I hope everybody's doing great. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees? Maybe we should move someplace new and build a time machine. Go and get us back. Before we were brittle. Back before we were brittle. Hey, remember when all of time stood still? And really all you'd need was a peck from her. Maybe we should trade for some physics or black market spines to go and get us back. Back before we were brittle Back before we were brittle Can you guys hear okay? This seems a little bit low, is it? No? Let's do it in order. You know who you are. Back top left. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the JV Club. I love doing the show live. These are, mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm so afraid that like this is blocking someone's view because it's so tall. Uh, thank you so much for coming. As, as Cole mentioned, it's the last day of the festival and uh, it's been, what, 60, 75 days uh, of fest. Yeah. You did a show on Friday night, Mr. Nathanson. I did. Uh, it was, there were big waters there too. That's, that's your number one takeaway. Are you sure so, you remember yeah, even what the... <laughs> yeah, like all weekend I've had to piss. It's just like, it, yeah. get this residual it's thing. It's certainly the most hydrated festival we've ever yeah. had. Uh, what you did bring the rock, the wonderful Greg Barents bring the rock, and that's how you and I know each other, yes. Mr. Greg. Yeah, Greg uh, does bring the rock, and that's where people tell, comedians tell stories and then sing, and then I get up and tell an unfunny story, and then I sang a Kelly Clarkson song. Uh-huh. Oh, you sang a Kelly Clarkson song? Oh, yeah. That was my next question. I told my Taylor Swift story, and then I said, now I'm going to do my favorite Taylor Swift song, and I played Since You've Been Gone. Oh, shit. Is that, would you say that's the most rebellious thing you've ever done? It, yeah, yeah. I went rogue, as it were, if, yeah. I, if I were going to quote some, yeah. some folks. I went rogue, and, uh, and I just did it. I took, I took, uh, I said, fuck it, is what I said yeah. to myself, and then I said it to everybody else. Did you play guitar, or did, did you just sing and the band covered the background? The band or? played, and I had to sort of like steal, I stealed, stole myself, mm -hmm. and then squeezed my testicles in a very high chorus. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> I did it in my kind of metal voice when I sing Iron oh, Maiden sure. in the car. Yeah, that's, you gotta go falsetto so, for yeah, a lot of, yeah. And then the middle eight actually is even higher than that, so it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. This seems, I'm sure I've had this thought before, but I don't remember having this thought before, that it's so counterintuitive how falsetto so much metal oh, has been. It's unbelievable. Like you'd think that it would, because it is sort of like, like there's an aggression to it. Uh, not in a bad way, but that, but you wouldn't necessarily imagine that would take you right out to here. And as you I know? get older, it gets more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> As I get older, it's like, it's crazy that, uh, I don't want to talk about testicles, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but yeah. can I be totally frank with you? I hope that you will. Yeah. So as you get older, your ears get bigger, your nose gets bigger, your brain shrinks, and then things sag, as we know. Sure. Sure. It's not fair. And yeah. so uh, I don't think it's fair that my testicles are larger probably than they were, but yet I can't... Find them. Yeah. <laughs> They usually, yeah. yeah, they're usually just behind me. <laughs> Is that weird? Uh, what a delight you are, oh, Matt God. Nathanson. It's so fun hanging out with you. God forbid I actually have you as a real guest on the show. Oh, this is so much I, more this fun. Is it, this is definitely the third time. Is it only the third time? It feels like... Um, yeah, I think it's third. We've had, okay. a, we had like, I like this. I like being I Ed McMahon. I want to well, show up at your we, house with a large check. Would you? <laughs> That's right, I will, Janet. Listen, I... <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, those checks, now, and I know, but those checks weren't real, right? I'm not, please don't laugh. I don't know the answer. But like, I mean, because is there a government thing where a check can only be so big? Or can they actually say like, no, this is a, a check. Yeah, I mean, I thought Is there a limit to how big a check sure. can be? Yeah, I thought it was right on. And Does then you anyone, can never yeah. lose it. Like, oh shit, where'd that million dollar check go? <laughs> that for some reason I haven't cashed yeah, yeah. because I've lost it. Hanging around. Is that why? The bigger the amount of money, the larger the check should be, There's I guess. There's a story, Prince, there was a story about Prince uh, making so much money at a certain point in his life that his ASCAP royalty checks were like, you know, three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars, and he just would not cash them. 
And so that's why Ed McMahon, sort of a circular story, but that's why the checks are so big. That's why. It's all because of Prince. A lot goes all circles back to Prince. He was quite extraordinary. Oh my God, he was the best. Not to malign Ed McMahon. He seems great too. Um, he's no I don't Wilford feel, Brimley. He's, he's, no, he's no Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> I got those two confused when I was younger because there were two show, two movies that came out around the same time, both about older men, like grandpa age, going back to school. One of them was called Back to School, right? The other one was called, does anyone remember? There was, there was one where Wilf, Wilford Brimley goes back to school with his own grandson. Whoa. Yeah, you're pinching yourself that you can't believe that I'm such a wonderful thing could have happened. Do you remember the one where Gary Coleman lived in a locker at the train station and went to Harvard? <laughs> That was a that was killing. That was so much better. <laughs> That's right. It was that generation's Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm troubled that I don't feel like any of you had a true answer. You were all worried that you also felt. Actually, I don't know if it was a real check. It might have been a real check. So we got to get working on that. Google that shit. Uh, we got to put the internet to work on that at some point. Um, I took a break from doing my podcast live last year. It's not that I just didn't invite you. I thought I was like, hey, Sketchfest, can't wait to. Uh, yeah, like, no. Doing it, I, I took a break from doing it. It was, uh, I, I, it was sad and hard not to do it uh, on some level. But when we were planning the festival, it was a situation where I thought, that's just uh, that. That's it's one thing to guest on other shows when you're also producing the festival, but it's a little different kind of intimidating when it's your own. Um, and that's why this is gonna stink. To high heaven. No. That's why I have uh, wonderful guests. Um, I want to just quickly say that since we last podcasted together, I have moved to the Maximum Fun Network, which is a delight and a joy. Um, I have very much enjoyed being on the network. You, it's okay. You can give it up for Max Fun. Give it up. I'm sure a lot of you listen to other podcasts on Max Fun. Uh, this is not a plug for a network I'm already on. I don't have to. I, hopefully, I'm not like forced like, to make them like, happy. Like, like she, and well, she in every episode, you're going to talk about how great we are because we're fun <laughs> as wrestlers. Uh, I don't know what that voice was. No one at Max Fun sounds like that. Was it? I'm Travis McElroy. Uh, but I will say, and this is not to, this is nothing against uh, the network that I was on formerly, which was the Nerdist Network. But they uh, were understaffed, and I loved my engineer. But he just wasn't. It was not a place where like a beautiful office full of people working on podcasts. So now I have all of these emails with various members of Max Fun, and I swear to you, to a person, every response they give is a adorable be super witty. Like, every one that I get back is like, why is this person more talented and funny than I am with just a simple response to something? Like, it's a office full of, like, smart, sweet nerds. It, is it all in caps, like, all the emails? Max fun. Like, I feel like... <laughs> like, okay. Like it should be like, Janet, like, that was great! Like it's an energy drink that yeah, might give yeah, you a heart yeah, attack? Everybody's just fucking pounding no. Red Bulls. No. They're like, this is fucking... No, I would say it's a very chill environment. Oh, nice. But you're right. It is... is Max, you do is have... Maximum fun! Travis McAvoy! All right. Moving on. Should I bring out my, my first guest? I mean, it's awesome back there. <laughs> In other words, don't, yeah, because yeah, everyone's no, having it, a good time back awesome. there. Why yeah, spoil it and bring them out here? ton of water, and we had some yeah. pretzels, and we're having a fucking laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. We were laughing, so bring bring. I think it's going to be okay yeah. for them to come out here, I too. So. Uh, folks, please welcome my first guest, Aparna Nansherla. <laughs> Hi, 
have a seat. Please have a seat. Hello. Uh, uh, thank you for um, Thanks doing for the podcast. Me. It is great back there. Uh, <laughs> It's so great in the green room. It's great in the green room. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, there is a certain amount of like overheard in the green room, like oh. like, like things that are said backstage I at places like that you're like, I wish I could tell you what happened in the green room. I I always feel like there's um, it feels like if you weren't in the green room, you want there to be something that happened in the green room. But if you're actually yeah. in the green room, you're like, oh, I can finally sit down. That's also it's true. It's a lot of sitting. Yeah. A lot yeah. of phones. Well, I was on my phone. Um, but yeah, I wish if, if there's stuff happening in the green room, I feel like people are doing it very sneakily because I didn't see it. Oh, like canoodling? Yeah, canoodling. I don't know, drugs. <laughs> Those are the two big ones. Canoodling and drugs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now it feels like it's too hot. Sorry. I think I was being like paranoid that it was too loud, and then I think I made it too loud by saying something. Oh. You made it a Listen, maximum I got, podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> loud equals fun. You're right. Uh, so anyway, sorry that I was, I'm giving mixed <laughs> messages. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, the most exciting thing I've seen in a green room, and I, don't, I feel like it's always been something that I wasn't there for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, God, you should have yeah, seen. Yeah, you should. You, you like, Matt left. Besser, Ian Roberts, they all did, like, a human pyramid. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we've never done this. We weren't cheerleaders. Yeah. Let's do it now. They formed but another theater. Anyone. Yeah. <laughs> the Downright Citizens the Brigade. Da- Listen. I don't know. So, somewhere, somehow, some sketch group has, like, parodied that. Sure. Like, their own. I feel like there are a lot of ideas being thrown out in green rooms that don't happen. Yeah. Don't come to fruition. Yeah. Have you ever met someone in a green room that was like a hero of yours? And yeah. Was it? You said that like maybe it was a good experience. I, I'm hopeful yeah. that it was. Oh, sorry. When have you ever met Matt Nathanson in a green no. room? No. That was, that was an amazing exchange. Outside a green room, we had never met anywhere. Yeah. But that's okay. But you can also answer about meeting someone else other than Matt Nathanson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not holding this hostage. <laughs> I think when I started comedy, one of the first people I maybe opened for was Maria Bamford. Yeah. I think I met her in a green room, and she was very nice. That's yeah. a really good person to love yes. to then meet first, because yeah. you will not be disappointed. No, You'll never. get, like, the sweetest, most yeah. wide-eyed. Yeah. I Another person. I know. Like, it's, she's so... Oh, it's so great. exciting yeah. to meet her. How, when did you start doing comedy? Mm, 2006. Okay. Remember? Well, I know. I'm sorry. I do. Uh, I'm sure I. I no, no. I just meant, oh, my, remember actually, the yes, year. You 2006. started in 2006, and it I was, do remember the year okay 2006. Year. Yeah, for comedy, good year for wine. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably a great year for wine. Yeah. Uh, what were what made you kind of take the leap to going like? I think do, I, I don't know if this is common, but I feel like I got into comedy kind of on a whim. Like I didn't grow up watching all the shows. I feel like. A lot of other people I know are like, oh, I grew up watching, you know, Kids in the Hall, SNL, like I wanted to do that. And I feel like I discovered it later. Maybe in high school I started watching Conan and some SNL, but I think then was like when the seed was planted, but then I didn't try it till college stand-up. I think I just tried an open mic and then, yeah, and then I, I, I think that was the first time I was like, oh, maybe this is something anyone could do. Because I think first I thought comedy was like something 
like the circus, like you had to be born into it. I yeah. totally <laughs> understand. To... I still feel that way about people who own birds. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's true. Yeah. Who just is like, I'm going to get into birds, like, yeah. late in life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then it conf- I confirmed it, and I still remember this episode because I confirmed it yeah. uh, with a guest who, in fact, did own a bird. And I said, like, how did you get, like, <laughs> yeah, so did you just decide to get a was bird a today? Bird? And she was like, oh, we grew- I grew up with birds. Like, my parents own birds. And I said, that's of it. Of course. Have, do any of you own a bird? Yeah, Not well, a one. Not a one. I said, No. Uh, it, it, I did learn in San Francisco more people have dogs than kids. Oh, really? That's what I learned at another show. Is that true? <laughs> Seems new to yeah. this audience. Sure. That's us. Uh, How many people dog have dogs? <laughs> we have a yay. Wow. This is a good survey. How many, of you have, how many of you have kids? It does sound like there's a higher do- proportion of dogs. Yeah. And that, if that's not science, I don't know what is. Yeah. I think we just... <laughs> Completed that, that survey and yeah. proved it. No so denying. Hard data. Uh, were you? Were you, did people? This is such, such a gross question to ask uh, a comedian. Um, if so I apologize. If I have kids, but how much money? Oh, like, no. in a year. Uh, you can give me gross or net. Um, if I <laughs> did, did you? What were? Did you feel like? Were you like a funny person to other people? Do you know what I mean? Were I people don't like think you're so, so funny? I you think should I, w- I was very shy and uh, always like an observer, and I feel like I would say things under my breath. And then finally, when people started listening to them, they were like, oh, that was kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, I realized to be funny, you have to have an audience. So I think even if I was funny early on, I didn't know. Cause, yeah. Yeah, you're stuffed animals. They're a good crowd. They don't leave, but <laughs> not Do you the best for sisters? feedback. Um, I have an older sister. How much older is she? Two years. Okay. Yeah, and she was the more like outgoing one. I feel like, and I just like coasted. Like, it. Like I feel like I was her shadow for a long time, where I was like, "You do the talking, and I'll just be here." You'll be the the yes Psychic. lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the the quiet type guy. Yeah. What uh, did she mind that or like? Did you have no? Sort she of was a... like a very good older sister in that oh, she was nice. like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like get away from me. Right. Yeah. Well, I f- we fought. I think I bit her when I was very little. <laughs> but I think that was just to even it out because I think she dropped me on my head when I was even smaller. Okay. So I think that just evened it out, and then we were cool after that. But was it something that you remembered, or you'd heard tell that she had dropped you, and you were like? I think mm-hmm. I had heard about it, and then I was like, but whenever I try to remember it, everything goes fuzzy. <gasps> yeah. Oh. yeah. So when you had the front part of your, <laughs> yeah, your yeah, lobe, exactly. you became very, yeah. yeah, and that's when you started killing people, probably. Mm-hmm, you started mm-hmm. by biting her. Yep. We all know that's how many killers are formed. Yes. Uh, where did you bite her? Mm-hmm. Both location and location. Oh, playground and... That copies, yeah. Tr- upper arm. Out. Upper arm, okay. I feel like this is how maybe one an improv show would start. <laughs> I need a location and where you would bite someone. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. I think a lot of improv shows I've done would have gone much better if we'd start we'd started with that specific of a thing. Uh, were you a good student in high school? I was. I but I always felt a little bit out, like because I went to a high school that was like a magnet school and where. You had, Thomas Jefferson. Gotcha. You know what city? Alexandria, Virginia. Done. What? You know it? No. You created it. 
<laughs> Neither of those things are true. Oh. I was acting like I was posing you a challenging question. Oh. Like I was going to throw you off guard. Yeah. Like you were going to forget where you were from for a second. Oh, like, ha, yeah. where? And you're oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah, you are you, a spy. You, yeah, you were able to strangely answer the place that you <laughs> lived uh, very quickly. Yeah. I thought you knew it because when people know it, they're like, oh, uh, TJ. Because it had a reputation in the area because it's a magnet school. So you're like, oh, you went to the nerd school. Oh, was, okay. That was like the What reputation. does DJ stand for? TJ. Oh, TJ. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. I thought you... Uh, my... It's a code. It's, a... it's just the first letter of each word. Hold on. <clears throat> Can someone check that online? I don't know. I just want to make sure we're not being... Uh, so that was a... Ma- it was a public school, but it yeah, was Yeah, but it was kind like a science and school. tech... school which I wasn't really interested in but my sister went there so my parents were like just take the test and then your parents were like go but you will go yeah do everything your sister does we don't have to think about it yeah 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 yeah. but I was I I sort of did that thing where I like went did well in school but like I wasn't I definitely wasn't like a science and math person at all I was like I guess I'll do this because my parents seemed to like it but I I think in my head I was like but then I'm gonna write stories and jokes but, uh, but I, yeah, I didn't know how I could make that like an actual career or anything. Right. Yeah. How, how intensive is like for, um, as mm-hmm. an example, I went to a public school, but I went to a, uh, like a fine art and performing arts yeah, yeah. public magnet school. And I, so the main stuff we would do is like, we definitely had a music class. Uh, and then we had the extended day programs uh, during the, afternoons where if you you know were a kid whose parents worked later or whatever you could do two elect kind of electives um but that was that to me felt the most like oh this is the performing or the art stuff and then you know there was all the other oh. subjects were there how intensive and how focused on science and math was was like your was pretty school? focused i mean we did we had like english and like a language class but then there was also the, this like uh what was it called build Maybe. a rocket the rockets, <laughs> the rocket mm-hmm. class. I went to performing. No, there was like a sci- there was like a science track, a math track, and a tech track. So every year you would take one of each of those, and I think, like I think later I took like biochemistry or like stuff that was like so specific for those fields. Yeah. Were you good at biochem? I mean, like no. You- no. I'll handle this. Okay. How- were you good at biochemistry? <laughs> I'm fascinated. Oh, I, I am don't too. Think oh I w- no, I don't think I would. I had an apt. I don't think I had an aptitude at all. I was like, I guess this is what people do. They become scientists. But I, I, I was just showing up and coasting. Yeah. Were yeah. there athletics at that school also? Yeah. The whole there was a bumper sticker where the joke was like, "TJ, we came for the sports," because everyone knew <laughs> that you didn't. I mean, I can get on board That's for that. Good. I can yeah. get on board for that. Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, ever kind of expressed so you didn't really have a conversation with your parents where you're like maybe not is there another option or is there i think i just sort of started doing comedy and they were like okay i guess that's what you're doing now but they still were like maybe you should go to grad school like after i went to college and stuff but yeah i think i i think i've always kind of just done whatever like followed a path and then just been like i guess i'm doing this now right yeah. So you don't have that driving ambition that some people I don't have. Think on their so. I think so. I mean, I have a competitive have streak, but I don't think I have that like 
vision board, singular focus. Right. Yeah. It, do you think you're going to be a better guest? You're going to beat Scott Atzit as as guest as on the a podcast guest? today? I know you have a competitive streak. Oh. Um, you know you can always bite him. Exactly. Which is like a That's good way true. just to sort of pull focus That's for a second. My, and then, and then That's move. usually my plan B. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see if you can manage to bite Scott at okay. the upper arm within the first three minutes that he's on stage. Okay. So we, okay. shall we try? Let's see. Challenge. Okay, great. Uh, uh, folks, please welcome our other guest this afternoon. I, I just want to see how long. Mr. Oh, wow, wow. That was really impressive. You know him from TV's 30 Rock. He is the voice of Baymax. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mr. Scott Janet. Janet. Hello. Oh, my God. Whew. How are you? <laughs> oh, you're ready. Oh, yeah, 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 You're yeah, ready. Yeah. I'm great. How are you? Great. Say something to make her mad. Oh, yeah, you got to unleash the rage. This is so fun. I feel, yeah. <laughs> this is so fun. I feel like we're on a playground. <laughs> is there anyone else there with you? It just looks like a shadow. <laughs> Oh, that's a callback because she was her sister Shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought your first segment here was great. Thank you. I thought I think you're really funny. Well, you've been on here before, so I feel like no, you has he hasn't up on this podcast. Oh, but you guys have history. It's a first timer. Oh, we've got history already. Mutter, 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 mutter. I mean, it's just the history of two people being friends, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but that's history, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's history. I feel like we We've always... we never had a fight. Ever? I don't think we have, have we? No. We're not interesting enough. I know. We're not passionate enough about each other we're to not, have a fight. We're not. We're like your relationship to going to that school. Yeah. Like someone put us in front of each other, and they were like, you guys are friends, and we're like, yeah, all right. But if I have some really <laughs> good I'll advice for Janet, uh, and she doesn't take it, it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bear yourself. Yeah. I'll watch. Do you yeah. give good advice? Oh, do you give good advice? Have I come to you ever for advice? Have we come Course to each not. other for advice? You're Janet Varney. You get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your tagline. I, mean, I like that tagline. I'm Janet Varney. I get it done. I don't know that that's a true That's what it says thing. on the wrappers of your line of energy bars. Wow. Oh my wow. God, what if I had my own energy? What if that was my one dream yeah. for product design? Like, if I get to be as famous as your yeah. Matt Nathansons of the world, I'm going to come out with my own protein bar. I'm not going to waste my time and talent. <laughs> <laughs> if you do go that route, just please make sure that the protein to sugar ratio is right. What In is that I don't right? think there should be much sugar at all. Oh, thank you. Oh. That's it. Uh, yay. You're welcome. Is that a good idea, Scott? I need advice. <laughs> do it. Spend some money, for God's sake. Wait, oh, I would have to spend money? Yeah. You gotta spend to make. You gotta spend to make. And you gotta eat protein bars to make. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know that that was a euphemism for going to the bathroom. I found that very out when I was recently, a child, yeah. When Wait, someone's what? like, I gotta, I gotta go make. What? Why? What bar? would you... 
Wait. Is that the, is that what it is? It depends on how hungry you are, you I guess. Drop that protein bar. Yeah. In there. <laughs> I've never heard that. You've never heard that? I my next door neighbor said that, and it it disgusted me as a child, and it still does. It's yeah. icky. He's and it's saying so little. It. What does he say? I'm I'm over here in the dark. <laughs> I know. Uh, some do. people instead of saying, "Did you go boom boom?" <laughs> they said, "Did you make?" Oh, so the protein, then he didn't say, you want to make a protein bar with me or something? Like, that was what I thought. This whole thing really devolved in my head into some dark, dark shit. Ted Bundy level. He's like, hey, hey, how are you? You want to come make some protein with me? You're like, I don't know what Hey, my is. arm's broken. Help me lift this tiny protein bar into this van. <laughs> That's small for a... Huh. Yeah. I've never heard it called make boom boom either. I, I would assume that that was like, hey, did you guys get together? Yeah. Did you make boom, boom? make boom boom and then you yeah. shit on them. That's crazy. <laughs> no wonder my life has been such a mess. I want to make boom boom? I'm begging you. I don't care which 5% of you it is, but 5% of you, please, just a couple of times, refer to taking a shit as making a protein bar. Just see <laughs> what happens. Say it to someone you feel safe with who's not going to judge you. So that you can then say, like, oh, I promised I'd be part of the 5%. I signed a thing. There was a form. There will be a form at the back of the house. Uh, yeah. So maybe make boom boom and did you have to make is like a, what is that, like an Illinois thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it struck me as odd because it was always, uh, <laughs> my dad would say, Oh, I can say this. In Illinois, my dad would say, and only within the confines of Illinois, he would say, I'm going <laughs> to... He would disappear and announce it by saying, I'm going to go poopies. Wow. <laughs> Your adult male father. When he had me, he was six, to his defense. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. But, that but does make it better. That was, as, you know, as my sister and I grew up, that was what we heard, and it remained that until his death. Did he say it in a cute childlike voice? Or did Originally, he say it in a dead serious voice? Like, well, I gotta go make It became poopies. the official term. <laughs> so eventually it was just the fact of the matter. It wasn't like being cute or trying to avoid a word. It huh. became his term. Oh, Parnett, could you please set Could we do a scene so I can really just a quick scene of oh, sure. you, a conversation and you play your dad? Parnett, you be whoever you want. Okay. I, don't, I don't know really I'll just be anybody there. else that his dad would have known. I'll just so. also be there. Yeah, and, but like, let's, I just want to hear it in context. So I uh, finished the Jenkins file. Oh, great, great. We uh, we can then move on to the Perkins file. Great, um, and I think uh, the Sears Roebuck thing is going to fall through. I'm afraid. The what? The Sears Roebuck. No. We were going to set up at one end of the east side of the. I'm sorry. Let me. I just have to go poopies. Can I just? <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course. Can you, can you give me? Of course. Thirty thirty-five minutes. Of course. Great. I'm not a monster. Couple things. Yeah. Did he say that to strangers, or that was an inside the family thing? Uh, no, I think believe that was only with, str with okay. strangers. <laughs> <laughs> we eventually demanded he say it to us as well. Uh, wow. And also, why were you going to lose the Sears Roebuck thing? I'm genuinely worried about yeah. this file. My, my dad was, was, was too. My dad was a real estate lawyer, and Sears Roebuck was his big client. Whoa. Oh. And he he put them in Northbrook Court. Does that anybody? Um, anybody? Why? And uh, and he worked in the Sears Tower. Okay. Um, on the seventy eighth floor, mm -hmm. and 
he did very well with Sears. Sears did very well while he was guiding them. But uh, I think Sears is now falling apart, right? Yeah. Right? They've gone poo-poo. <laughs> no one talks about robots. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Poopies. Oh, poop. They've poopies. Gone poopies. He needs to go poopies. Yeah. yeah. So is the boom boom room just a bathroom? That's a good question. The boom boom room. Yeah, that was a place here. Yeah, that's a. John Lee Hooker's that's boom, like boom, a boom yeah. That's a real rock and roll. Poop like. And have sex on it. <laughs> zoom 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 in the boom boom. Mm. Yeah. It's like a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. I know everyone was impressed that I already knew you were from Illinois. Arizona. Fuck. No, oh, you're yeah, from Arizona. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Uh, where in Illinois? Northbrook, Illinois, where, well, that's where right. Northbrook Court is. Your, da- your dad put Sears Roebuck at Court. Northbrook Court. Yeah. Right. So that's about 20 minutes north of Chicago, mm-hmm. kind of affluent, uh, uh, near near north, I think they call it, the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's near, it's kind of near Lake Michigan. It's about a 10-minute drive from Lake Michigan. I think I've asked you this before, but I can only put things in context as how they relate to me. Uh <laughs> so I can eventually come back to myself as a center of the universe. How, does, how far is that from Evanston and Willamette? Because those are two places that my dad grew up. It's just north of Willamette. Okay. And that's just north of Evanston, which is just north of Chicago. This better be which true. Which is just north of Oh, St. you could Louis, do this a long time. <laughs> which is just north of uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Which is just north of the South Pole, mm-hmm. which is just north of uh, Australia. Okay. Some of those justs are longer than others. Those, the, the just north is not, like, there's not an equivalent amount each time. It doesn't jump up, like, the same amount, I bet. Like, 20 minutes versus several hours. <laughs> is this our first fight? <laughs> wow. I would say as someone sitting in between, the tension is palpable. Isn't it? <laughs> this whole podcast is about to go to poopies, I think. <laughs> If, if she feels cornered, we might both get bit. It's <laughs> true. I gotta warm up to it. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do some stretches or something? Or? I don't know. I feel like we live in an era where um, touching people, uh, even with your mouth, especially with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I is would love not... it if even with. Like, to, please don't touch me. With your mouth is okay, but otherwise, yeah. <laughs> please don't. Is frowned upon. Yeah. Especially in a professional environment. I would, ag- I would agree with everything you've said. <laughs> Do you guys, are you, I am a person who has, did grow up being very sort of tactile uh, with other people, and I do now have a paranoia about sort of crossing into someone else's personal space in a way that I didn't. Like, I, I, I am, I guess, an age or, or just from a world where 
in my mind, it's only kind of a positive thing to sort of, you know, go like, oh, and put your hand on someone's arm. And I feel horrible. Like, I feel like I've abstractly projected back to the thousands <laughs> upon thousands of times. I've been like, thank you so much, wondering who of those people were like, D please don't touch, like in their minds, like, I don't want you to touch me at all. I'm one of them. <laughs> thank you. I can finally confront what happened in my paranoia and say, I sincerely am sorry. I absolutely would never want to do anything. I think I thought I was doing the opposite by putting a, a hand on you. And I, I completely respect and understand that that doesn't have to be an exchange between us for us to still like and respect each other. But Scott. I would like you to know that before you touch me. As a stranger, right. I would like you to understand that I don't want to be touched before you do it. Okay. You're going to have to wear a sandwich board of some sort. Yeah. It's up to you. You've got to, you've got to divine that. Okay. I already know you. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> you can touch me all you want. Oh, okay. All right. This is getting, this is getting good. <laughs> Do you still feel like the tension is palpable? Yeah. I, it's a different I, kind of tension now. Yeah, yeah. it changed it to did, a didn't it? different level of if tension. The, if the previous tension were a color, what color would it have been? And what is the color of this tension? Obama? We are out of conversation. No, this is... <laughs> Listen, this is a science and technology high school question, so oh, I don't great. expect okay. you to understand. It, I would say it was blue-gray, mm -hmm. and now it's mauve. I love it. Mauve. I love everything about it. Scott Hatzel, what was your high school like? Um, it was nonspecific. It was not a, a technical school. It was not any art school. It was just a high school. Public? Um, yep. And uh, it was... Actually, it was affluent, so it was very lucky for me as, a, as an actor uh, to be inspired because uh, they had this, my high school had the most advanced theater in the state when it was built. Oh. And it had uh, this, uh, an orchestra pit on hydraulics and it had- What? Three story, You're not kidding. Three story fly, 1,500 seats. It was outrageous. Whoa. And I got to perform there. And I said, this is a good job. Yeah. And here I am at the gateway. And <laughs> Yeah. If you want, I'll lift you up. <laughs> yeah. Hydraulically. I'll just get behind it. Does you that mean you have to, you with, with air? Isn't hydraulics sort of like, oh. I'll just blow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think if we all get together, I'll we can make it happen. Up. Yep, yep. That was weird. Yep. Yeah, super weird. There yeah. should be a that podcast way. where everyone is suspended on wires. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about it is different, but the yeah. person listening to it. I think knows that someone is hanging for from the a people wire. at home to imagine every once in a while you'll just hear someone go like <laughs> and you're like ah! they're on wires yeah that's it yeah nothing else different where oh yep there it is yeah <laughs> uh so it was not a specific th that was incidental it was incidental that there was an extraordinary theater in a in a high school that wasn't even saying like guess oh. what we specialize in you know this. well they wanted to feel special for sure and they had the money to feel special and I've been back to the school and it's it's expanded and they put in like a, a a spin room with a big glass wall and you can walk down the hall and see people spinning oh I thought you meant when there were problems people lied. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of they got, political they got turmoil. A, a room yeah, yeah, yeah. of fixers, of, of, of teenage yeah. fixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk right. about where that homecoming money yeah. went. Yeah. You made out with her boyfriend? I could, there's a way I can spin this. Yeah. yeah. Funny. I love that. I want there to be a spin room. Maybe it is. Put that, a, sure maybe, it is. It. maybe it is, but they're all on bikes. <laughs> You're right. Why would, it, why would it be one or the other when it could be both? 
They have the money to do this. That place is magical. <laughs> I know. What? John Hughes probably built oh, it. Oh, there it is. I'll tell you this. John Hughes went to that school. What? Yeah. Every John Hughes <laughs> film you see is about my high school. We all think that proves. <laughs> I had the same reaction. I was like, uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's another reason to dislike me, I think, is what they, they're saying. Aha, one more. <laughs> Did you relate to John Hughes movies? Like, did it? I didn't like them when they came out. I I poo pooed them. Yeah, boom boomed them. I poopsied them. I made them. I made those movies. (laughs) Why? You just Um, didn't. Just a terrible snob. I didn't think they represented uh, reality in any sense of the word. Yeah. And and the Breakfast Club being the worst defender in his high school theater. Well, yeah. I mean, I. I was happy to do th- the night throw spent in jail and treat that like it really happened. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, but like the the conversations and and the um, the characters in the Breakfast Club and other things like that just really bothered me. You, you were, were like, like those two would never make out in a vet. They'd make out in a Porsche. Wow. <laughs> You're trying to turn people on me now. <laughs> what did you when you were a kid? Were you like into like? Serpico? Like, what was your thing? That's Serpico. a good question. Like, what movies did you, would you, did you like that? Feels oh, I real see. to me. Um, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Planet of the Apes. It'll happen. <laughs> Your hubris yeah. will cause us all to be enslaved by apes. <laughs> were you, you were, so you, yeah, you were into, and you read comic books. And, yep. Yeah. How did you, do you remember sort of how you kind of came to discover comics? And I say that because I've said this on the podcast before. I just didn't have an understanding that they, I wouldn't have known where to go. I mean, obviously there were comic stores. I didn't, I didn't know where mine would be in Arizona. Like I just didn't have the relate. same with D&D. Like no one I knew, I'd heard, these were things I heard of, but there was no immediate connection where someone would go, hey, do you want to read my comic book? You had no newsstand or drugstore that would sell comics? I don't remember seeing like a, a ton the outside of, comic of your books house. anywhere. I don't have a memory outside of my house. <laughs> Wait, is that weird? <laughs> uh, uh, I it was. It's not a great story. I my, a friend of mine has a mother who uh, ran a bookstore, and she got him a book called The Origins of Marvel Comics in 1975, and uh, so it's like Marvel was like 10, 12 years old, and uh, it was just the first issues of Fantastic Four. Uh, Hulk, Spider-Man, Thor, and Doctor Strange. And um, I borrowed that, and that fascinated me and all that. I understood stories for once at the age of 10. Yeah. You know? And you, that's something that you've continued to kind of collect and be... Well, still the only stories that. I understand. Right. Right, 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 right. right. But yeah, I, do, uh, I don't collect as much as I used to. I, I, I've refound it in college and collected for like 10 years... Um, and then it became less and less and less. Now, now I collect original artwork and stuff like that. Can we? T- yeah. Could you? Can you tell people about the book that you have? That, um, it's more than one now. I think probably. There's just, four. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I, I went to uh, comic book conventions uh, a few times growing up, and then I was started getting invited to them when I got on Thirty Rock, and uh, and I ended up meeting a lot of artists and and writers that I enjoyed, and one of them, Mark Brooks, said you should start a, a sketchbook. Um, which is you, you buy a, an empty sketchbook and then you give it to an artist and uh, for a, a certain amount of money they will draw a picture of whatever you want. And so uh, I, he said make it a theme book 
and then I'll do the first one, and then everyone will have to try to beat mine. And, uh, and so I chose The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was a, a great book before it was a terrible movie. Um, but it is, it's an amazing Alan Moore book. And um, so I, I just started passing this around, and people were very nice and, uh, and most, mostly did it for free. So that was uh, unheard of. And <laughs> so I've got, this, I've got four books now full of original sketches from artists I really love of Extraordinary Gentleman stuff. And, uh, and I've been interviewed about the book, and there are artists who uh, have written to me asking to be in the book. Uh, so the book's got its own rep now, and now it's the book that gets invited to conventions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a thing. A lot of people do it. Um, and mine just happens to be full of just extraordinary people. And, and, and Alex extraordinary Ross... Extraordinary gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Alex Ross, who, who does um, these paintings of uh, just photorealistic Superman and stuff like that. Um, he's a very famous guy, and he does covers mostly. And he... Uh, asked if he could do one, and I thought he might draw uh, a Mr. Hyde from the book, uh, a sketch or something, just a quick thing. And what he did, he presented it to me. We went, we went out to dinner, and he gave it to me. And <laughs> it's a fully painted picture of the 30 Rock cast as the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, wow. And, and so Tracy Morgan is Captain Nemo, and I'm Alan Quartermain, and Tina is Mina Murray, and Alec is Mr. Hyde. Uh, and uh, it's like a photograph. It's incredible. Wow. So I put that online. I don't put much of them online, but yeah. that one's online. If you search 30 Rock and, and The League, you'll find it. It's really good. And then he, it, the book is written by Alan Moore, who, who famously hates any interpretations of his work. He doesn't like anything to be made into a movie or a TV show. And when it, the rights get bought like that, he refuses to have his name on it. Um, and he, he just says, I've written it to be in this medium, period. So I got home and did a scan of that picture to put in my computer, and as I was scanning it, I saw that he had put an Easter egg on the last page of that sketchbook. And so I opened it up, and he had drawn Alan Moore, who looks like a hair monster, <laughs> with these like really penetrating eyes, and then he wrote this thing at, at the bottom uh, of how much he disapproves of this book. Wow. It's genius, and it's yeah. just, you know, it's just, it's just brilliant. <laughs> Did you have the conversation about why he, cho why he assigned each cast member a certain lead no. Uh, member? No, I think it just, uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I look the most like Quartermain, I guess, and I think probably Alec uh, has, has anger issues. So he's <laughs> Mr. Hyde. Um, at, and uh, Tina, Tina is the lead character in the book. And uh, uh, he, made, he made Judah, Friedlander, um, a, a Martian. There's a Martian invasion in the second book. And, uh, and it's, a, it's this brain thing with tentacles and a beak for a mouth and huge eyes. And he put a no fatties hat <laughs> on it. And, uh, and so Judah was a, a Martian. And, uh, and uh, Jack McBrayer, the, the page, is uh, in The Invisible Man. It's just his hair floating above a suit. Yeah. Oh, man. So those are the kind of stories you felt better represented real life. Um, we've established that. Did you, were you into performing and stuff when you were in high school? You said you... you, you yeah, yeah. I started was, performing in junior high, I guess. Yeah. Or, I guess. I was doing, I was doing little um, one-man shows in my backyard for a while uh, for my family. What were... What? 
Um, <laughs> uh, some of them were just like, you know, very rudimentary music videos of me running around the backyard acting out a song very literally. Oh, for sure. I did that too. I mean, that's... Did you gather your family and make them watch? <laughs> I mean, I grew up with a, like a dad. So, yeah. Okay. It just didn't take very long to gather everybody up. You, um, come here. I, I would this also... is Huey Lewis's song, as I interpret it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I would occasionally uh, act out uh, a Planet of the Apes idea I had. Mm-hmm. Or um, we, my sister and I would, would uh, create um, the Haunted Mansion in our basement. Oh, neat. And, yeah. And uh, a friend and I did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in our basement. How, where, how, uh, so when you laid you, down the tracks uh, all right, well, for the that car... Wait, wait, let me stop you there. <laughs> uh, the insurance like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was just putting someone in a little cart and then pushing them around the basement uh, past the things that we've drawn, which is essentially all that ride say, is. Yeah, yeah, nailed that it. Is like that pretty much is the ride. And, and it did end in hell. <laughs> Just what like the ride. In the ride, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you end up yeah. in hell being tormented by devils. Yeah. <laughs> Let and that then, be a And then you walk you. back out into yeah. fantasy land. How did you represent hell in your basement? We just threw fire at people. Oh. <laughs> and when you said that you did little one-man shows in the backyard, I was kind of imagining sort of maybe what we think of as like the sort of characteristics of maybe a bad one-person show, which in my mind yeah. was like, you know, this, this idea of like a six-year-old being like, my life experience, like I gotta. Yeah, yeah. This is what it's like to be me. This is my this dad. Show. Hey, Scott, why don't you go poopsie? And then me being like, Yeah, old man, get out of here. And like. Yeah, my my journey, what? my revelation. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like. There's still time for you to do that though. Well, I've considered doing a one-man show now and then, but I don't think I'm interesting enough. To tell you the truth. You don't think you're interesting enough? Yeah, I think I've had a fine life, and I don't. I haven't learned anything. <laughs> That's why you have to commit a heinous crime, but not so heinous that you can't profit from whatever it is that you've done and do a one-person show about it. You needs to skirt that yeah. line, right? Just enough that you can do something, be arrested. It, like, uh, this is what we learned from Can You Ever Forgive Me? The wonderful M- Melissa McCarthy oh. uh, is this, this author. Have any of you seen it? It's quite, it, it's, it's really well done. But, you know, this is based on a true story where uh, an author who had... Uh, was struggling as a writer but who had done biographies of a couple of people then starts forging letters from people like Dorothy Parker um, and Noel Coward and sells them as real and then when she gets caught she you know uh, has to go but like I think that's the kind of crime you should commit because it makes for an interesting story but it's not like you're in prison for 20 years and you can't profit off of like the book or or one man show you write but you could do the one man show in prison I don't want to limit you. They've got great programs. Mm. They got great programs. Probably not a hydraulics in the theater. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the prison in Northbrook is great. Wow. I'm sure it is. Northbrook sounds great. It sounds pretty flashy. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm not going to complain about it. It no. sounds great if you're in high school or in prison. That's all I've heard <laughs> about. Two. Same thing. I hear that. Uh, what kind of, per, per, like, what were the plays that you guys were doing? Who? In in high school, on, oh, your, on your hydraulic yeah, orchestra pit. I think you know the the compulsory ones. We did Guys and Dolls and Brigadoon and um, uh, the Night Thoreau Spent in Jail and uh, A Cat Among the Pigeons, a farce. So far, I haven't heard. Of I haven't yeah. heard of Jesus. a one. I like, know. You know the usual ones. The Night Thoreau Spent in Jail. I've never heard of. I mean, I know what happened. He spent one night in jail. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and it, it's a it's a study of of his philosophies through uh, his his musings while he's imprisoned. We hmm. we literally did the the Hobbit as a musical <laughs> in my school. Yeah. That's what we did, and you're doing like these this deep Dude, shit. Uh, listen. I, we were doing uh, we were doing plays that like student teachers wrote because we couldn't afford to get the rights to anything. Oh, that's really fascinating. So, yeah, yeah. We were, you, were they good? What, were you what if I did a one woman show about the shows you we did should. in high school, where I would just give little s- snapshots of the various characters that and I and other high school teachers? students played? Yeah, Ooh. I could never get the rights. Uh, yeah, they they were like the, you know things you've never heard of that I've never heard of since. In Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it would be like. Um, a play, just like a one-person play about how they didn't want MLK Day to exist. <laughs> Let it go, buddy. Wait, listen. Sorry. Yeah, but that was my, my early days of pun work. We actually protested when I was a little kid. When that happened, uh, my school went and protested in front of City Hall, and we got to make our own signs, and I, my sign said, save the holiday fit for a king, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's smart, but it's also true. Yeah. What a dork. Ugh. But this is also the person who ran for student by uh, secretary in junior high, and my poster said, avoid the Blarney, vote for Varney. Because my dad told me that Blarney was the Irish for, like, bullshit, and yes. it turns out no, no one knows that. <laughs> Everyone was like, what's the Blarney? My dad used to say my mom's... Is Blarney Irish. running? My dad... My dad's Jewish, my mom's Irish. It was a great marriage. And, uh, <laughs> and my dad would say, uh, I, it's almost like you have the Blarney stone up your ass. Oh. To her, that's he would say. Because when you kiss the Blarney stone, it gives you the gift of the gab. That's, what, uh, that's how the Blarney stone works. You go to Ireland, you kiss the side of a castle, and it gives you the gift of the gab. And he said, uh, it's not like you kissed it, it's like it's up your ass. That's what he said. So he's saying, and I know this, this is really more complicated it. than I thought yeah. it would be. He's saying that she talks too much because the Blarney Stone is he inside her body. Me, but, but he oh, was saying, you, yeah, okay. I think he thinks that the too much gab. Okay. I guess because oh. when something's in your ass. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm still. I'm not sure what he meant by that. I don't know actually, that he, yeah. It. I don't know that that was a good, like, zinger. No, <laughs> yeah. like, it may not have been a great zinger. He did not kiss that stone. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He did well. No. No. It's I his. Did. It's his loss, Matt. Oh, oh! It's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We're talking about how the creative process is in itself an art form, in our opinion. There are underlying forms and structures that serve as a scaffolding for any creative endeavor. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. New episodes will be coming every other Monday. Starting January 28th. So please listen and subscribe at Max MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. All right, listen, I cannot believe that it has already uh, been as long as it has that we've been on stage together, guys, but I do want to get the Smash game going. As always, Matt, you will not be participating in this because until you come to my own home and sit on my carpet with me and come on as a guest, as the Blarney Stone intended... (laughs) 
I can't sit, though, because I got this stone up my ass. <laughs> wanna, wanna, wanna. Let me get a word in edgewise, will sorry, you? Sorry. Uh, but I am going to be conducting this very important survey. Oh, Bernie, you'll appreciate this because you yeah. love science and tech. Love That's the, I, like uh, my takeaway is wrong about everyone with the live podcast. There was too much going on. I remember that a partner wanted to be a scientist. No, that's the opposite of what she said. Uh, I'm going to play this math game with each one of you. It always is a little bit challenging when we have two going at once. Oh. I, think we, I think we can take it. I think we can do it. I believe. You Do you? Mm. That's the other thing about the live podcast is suddenly I realize like, oh no, we're going to have to just do our own episode and we're going to have to do our own episode and you and you and you and you and we're all going to have to do our own episodes. Uh, so this will, but this will serve as kind of a, a, a fun few extra things to learn about you. Um, Scott, uh, your first category, uh, Aparna, if you would like the same category, yeah. uh, you may also answer and then we'll sort of go back. Okay. Uh, please describe to me uh, three comic book characters that uh, you just rolled your eyes. There's more to me than that, but go ahead. Uh, please describe three comic book characters that you feel don't represent you adequately because there's more to you than that. <laughs> Good save. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, fool killer. Okay. Because I, I don't mind fools. Okay. Um, I'll say... Uh, Doctor Strange, okay. because I'm very normal. Uh-huh. Uh, and I will say uh, uh, Supergirl. Okay. Because you're neither super reasons. nor girl. Yeah. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Uh, Aparna, thoughts? Or would you like a different category? I don't, yeah, I don't. I'm not well-versed enough in comics. I feel like I wouldn't do it justice. Okay. How about three? League. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't know why I went slow-mo. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. How about three... Uh, now, you don't know, so... Okay. And for those of you who know, don't roll your eyes or be judgy, because I, like Aparna, there's a lot of sort of uh, peripheral... There's a lot of, of superheroes out there. Three superheroes you would create oh. that, to your knowledge, do not yet exist. Oh, three, Okay. Um, could like, be like what their power is, or it could be like their name, or both. Okay, uh, the rescheduler. Yeah. <laughs> there better not already be a rescheduler. I'm so bad. The rescheduler, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The. Does that nanny nanny boo boo while you were thinking? I don't mm, know, mm, was mm, it? Mm, mm, Maybe. Maybe. Where'd that come from? <laughs> uh, this one, I don't even know what this one is, but the purple dot. The purple dot. And uh, I'm going to say donuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. All beautiful. Uh, Aparna, what, when you were in high school, what would you do to sort of disappear into your own imagination or... I was a big reader. Not Great. comic books, though. Yeah. More just novels. Okay. And, yeah. So three books from sort of any time in your life, any okay. books you can think of that you would like to be able to sort of jump into. You're not reliving mm -hmm. the plot. You're just sort of engaging with the characters in those worlds. Okay. I just started reading Harry Potter mm -hmm. for the first time. So I'll say Harry Potter. Great. Four, a lot of people would agree with. Number four. 
the fourth one. Oh, okay. Well, that's, go- that's Goblet of Fire, right? Yeah. Goblet of Fire. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Because it's, it's a quest, yeah. so it feels like it has a, there's a completeness to it. Great. Okay, Goblet of Fire. What I have written is Harry Gob. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I mean, uh, what's next for you? Uh, I'll say the Phantom Toll Boot. Great. One of my faves. Phantom. Phantom. Great. And mm, did anyone read Sideways Stories from Wayside School? I, did. I, did. I haven't. Oh, it's really, it's very absurdist. It's just like an elementary school where everything's really weird. I like the sound of that. Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Sideways, mm-hmm. Wayside. Great. So you'll have to remind me what all of these mean. Okay. Uh, I will have forgotten. Yeah. Would you like the same question, Scott Adson? Um, I would say, I wish I had duck feet. Thank you. Because you can have any animal part you want on your body in that book. Oh, great. Okay. I thought you were answering a different category. <laughs> because I like to do this one about what kind of food would you eat if you could have unlimited quantities. I, I, I assume duck feet. <laughs> I just assume duck feet. Okay, duck feet. Um, Michael Palin's autobiography. Great. <laughs> just to be in his life, you know. Yeah. Maybe affect like, things. Why are you? <laughs> yeah. Everywhere I go. And then I can be in some of the sketches, you know. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah. And um, uh, the man in the high castle. Oh, great. I feel very sheltered. <laughs> oh, about what books about you've read? Haven't? Just haven't read. I don't even know. It sounded like you were talking a different language. You guys. Oh, oh, duck feet. Never... There's a guy. <laughs> Who has uh, who? Who needs duck feet to feel uh, special? I, I didn't think I read or uh, you can. Oh, it's it's a Dr. Seuss. Uh, it's not Dr. Seuss. It's 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 a children's book, yes. <laughs> and it's about a boy who wants to duck feet, and then he decides those are no good, so he gets an elephant's trunk, and then that's no good, and then uh, and then. Uh, can I ask you a question? A, a Rottweiler's penis, what? <laughs> Do I want to continue this? No, uh, can I, does he end up just wanting his plain regular body after all? Don't spoil I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm I sorry. Say. I won't, I won't. Don't answer that. Please don't answer that. Please. Please don't answer that. Okay, great. Uh, apart, let's do, I brought okay. it up. Let's do our food category. Uh, three foods that, uh, or substances, whatever, b- drinks, uh, heroin, that you, uh, for whatever reason, in, in this reality we live in, you can't have. Maybe it's uh, for ethical reasons. Maybe it's, you know, an allergy. Maybe it's just oh. because you wouldn't want to eat too much because you start to feel sick. But in this world, you never start to feel sick. Yeah. Three things. Three foods. Um... <laughs> Or something that's, you know, rare. Like, oh, I, ha- I had this one deep dish pizza in Northbrookton. We, we have the best deep dish pizza in Northbrook. Uh, well, I've been a vegetarian for a long time, so I'll, I guess I'll go back to the meats. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll say a, what is it, good, a sesame chicken. Okay, great. These are things we refuse to eat? That we want... Wait, we what want. What is the question? This is like you can have you in this reality. You can have unlimited quantities oh. at no detriment to yourself. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, chocolate lava cake. Great. These are the best things to do uh, live with an audience because you can hear reactions. <laughs> like, oh yeah, chocolate lava cake. Whisper, whisper. Um, I don't know. Worms. Great. <laughs> because. I feel like they're everywhere, and if 
I could eat them. It would be useful. They're everywhere. Sorry, here's one. I really should have point taken. Uh, Okay, worms. Great. Scott, would you Um, like me to start with worms for you, or are you going to pick something different? Well, she's covering worms. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take pebbles. Okay. (laughs) I love it because some of these, if I just didn't know what the category was and I would have to guess, I would be like, you ended up with pebbles. Like, as a mate, as a romantic mate. Uh, okay, go ahead. Pebbles? Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, there was a, <laughs> a thing when I was a kid called Space Food Sticks. I'm gonna, I sound like a completely arrested <laughs> development person. Um, I like children's literature, comic books, and Space Food Sticks. <laughs> they were completely chemical chocolate bars. Okay. Uh... Uh, and now I'll say human beings. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're everywhere. It's <laughs> true. I'm going to put a dent in that. Oh, my heavens. Uh, requests from the crowd, a category that you would like Aparna and Scott to answer. Oh, or you, did you have the hiccups? <laughs> a Disney ride? A Dis- uh, like that oh, becomes a real thing? Yeah, so three, Disneyland, or we'll make it sort of uh, amusement park uh, rides that, um, however you interpret this, are, are become real worlds in some way. Huh. I guess this assumes that you've gone to amusement parks of some kind. <laughs> Which you haven't. I, no, I Either went, of you. I went to um, Disney World a couple of years ago. I went to Epcot Center. There's some ride with trolls. Mm-hmm. Great, trolls. Oh, yeah. In Norwegia. In Norwegia. In Norway. <laughs> Norwegia trolls. Norwegia, yeah, Norwegia yeah. trolls. Great. Uh, I like that this has just become what you can remember. <laughs> Not something you have strong feelings about, but just like, oh, what do I remember? Uh, there was a circle, it was a ball. Mountain. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I, are you a big roller coaster person? No. Yeah, I'm not either, so I'm trying to think of other rides. Yeah. I mean, we know Mr. Toads is a real downer. <laughs> yeah. I would steer clear of that. I I also, I'm yeah, it really is just things I can remember, because I also did Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Has anyone been there recently? It's very sad, because it and, was and their Epcot? idea of what tomorrow was. Right, right, right. But now it's like yesterday. Yeah. In and the future. Yeah, but Everyone our, ride will got, wear foil. our ride got stuck, and they were like, Nobody panicked, but nothing was happening. We were all just sitting in a room, and they were like, please stay calm. And all the lights were on, and then people tried to leave, and they were like, please, no! Okay, I'm going to put Broken Tomorrowland broken Ride. Broken Tomorrowland. Becomes a real thing. And you don't like... you Have you have we had the Disneyland conversation? I can't remember if you're a pro or a con. No, I'm, I'm pro. Okay. Um, I get to go to Disney for free now. Oh great! Whoa. Okay, your because life is fucking. I know. I know. That's why. I, that's it's why there's no reason you, for a one-man show. Is it because you built these things in your basement and they heard about you and now they're just like, <laughs> yeah. you get to yeah. come for free? Yeah, I'm an Imagineer. You're, you're an honorary Imagineer. Uh, no, I'm. I was in a movie, so they let me come to the park whenever I want. Yeah, Baymax. Like a, like a home movie. <laughs> he's in so big. I've been in some movies. Matt, he's People's in big. Movies, you know, you know like, Big Hero Six. Big Hero no, 6? No one knows Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah, the one with the large... What? The, no course. one knows Big, big Hero 6. You're very kind, but yeah. it's not in the he zeitgeist. He plays Baymax, the big... Hero 6? Yeah. I didn't do any research before I got here today. No one, no <laughs> one asked you to, honey. No one you, asked you to. And I'm psyched for you. Yeah. I'm right next to him. Yeah, I'm 
All right, so give me some rides that you wish were uh, real places. Um, the, the Big Hero 6 ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Which they have yet to make. Okay. And um, uh, maybe a space basement. Space basement. Yep. Can I just say spacement? Yep. Great. That'll save us some time. Great. And uh, um, just a ride, you know, the food is so good at Disney. I wish there was just a ride that feeds you the whole time. <laughs> it's like a sushi boat thing, but you're in the boat. Yeah. And yeah. so you're just going through and plucking. And I want to yeah. be, uh, like, I want to <laughs> ride where you are. Uh, like, you go through a roller coaster and you end up in, like the end of every ride, you end up in the, in the gift shop. But then you are something to be purchased. And you can't Ooh. leave the park until someone buys you. Whoa. Good idea, Banksy. <laughs> I don't know where that fits in because I already filled three categories. Three people from, they can be characters, fiction, uh, some sort of famous person from any era that you would like to have uh, romantic times with in this uh, alternate universe, however you interpret that. You're like, well, I don't like anyone. (laughs) It's going to be tough. Uh, is Is this room excluded? Is, are people in this room? There's no rules. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Matt <laughs> Nathanson. Mm-hmm. Great. Wait, so any person, it real like, or yeah, imagined, it could be that like, you would want yeah. to... Okay. Boop, boop, boop. And, you know, you, it can, you can fulfill, like, if you, you know, if you were like, I had a huge crush on this teenage boy or teenage I, girl. I or, feel like you know, when or, I was a kid, I did have a crush on a comic book character, um... Gambit from X Men. Sure, this is this is how the and game I, is played. Okay, I mean, this is, this is great. Gambit, great. Mm-hmm. What? Who else did I like? Who wasn't real? Um, <laughs> I also had a crush on um, Kevin from Home Alone. Great. I, I we think were, you could we get that. We were the that. same age, so it was yeah. appropriate. And you know, sometimes people tell me I look a little like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I see it. Mm -hmm. The cheeks, yep. (laughs) Somebody's getting lucky today. Okay. Now, Janet, you know they mean Macaulay now. (sighs) He's very handsome. (laughs) Um, Who's my last one? I will say... Let's go outside, humans. Um... Yeah. And this is, would just be platonic, but we nope. would yeah, 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 live for, yeah. together. Right. Grover. Great. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, Elmo took over that whole, yeah. that whole personality and really ruined did. it. really did. Ruined it. Grover was great. Right? And, yeah, and then he was just completely backburnered for, yeah. for Elmo. He used to be near and far. Now mm-hmm. he's just far. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's, a, he's so far. See, Matt, you got that. I did. You know that <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh, Scott, what about you? I'll go with Susan from Sesame Street. Great. Susan? Yeah. <laughs> she's before your time. Oh. Um, I thought maybe she was an She's HR. not a puppet. <laughs> yeah, she's a... <laughs> Uh, there was uh, a chimpanzee at the Lincoln Park Zoo I thought I had an affinity with. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, and I'm going to say uh, Jesus Christ. Because okay. I'm sure he's a fascinating guy, and I want to get his story. Okay, great. You know, there are people who think, think that his story... Never mind. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, Aparna, somehow I'm one category behind for you. Any, uh, any other suggestions for Aparna? Oh, music Whoa. video to live in. And this could be a song you like that you even haven't, maybe you haven't seen the music video version, yeah. but you can sort of imagine, right? We can do, we could, just in case you can't immediately think of wanting to be in like, you know, wrapped around your finger by staying, just prancing around with him, knocking over candlesticks, like I remember from when I was a child. <laughs> yeah, Speaking wait. of setting things on fire, Scott, you should appreciate that. Um, total Eclipse of the Heart. Right. It was a hell of a video. Yeah, lots of win- flattering wind. <laughs> oh my God, please let that be a writer in certain people's contracts when they're going to make music videos. Like flattering wind, check. Yeah, be lit this way, check. Yeah, great, total eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there have been music videos where people are uh, eating good food, but now I can't think of any off the top of my head. Right. How about Weird Al's Eat It? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yep. And maybe uh, Lonely Island, I'm on a boat. Nice. <laughs> great. Okay, great. We're going to do this as the last category. Anybody want to... Uh, wait, I'm still... No, this is good. Yeah. Uh, wait, now Scott's behind. No, this is, that was me messing things up. One more category for each of these guys. We're just going to make it work. Because I don't want to keep you here all afternoon. Anybody? Yes. Uh, advice from anyone, living or dead. Great. Yeah. So you sort of have the bat phone, right? That you can kind of ask any ask somebody, and they're always happy to hear from you from any time, real or imagined. Uh, people. Again, my life is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> John Lennon. You probably know who that is, right? Yeah, he was in the X-Men. The Lennon Sisters. And Lennon Parham. Parna, what about you? Uh, I'll say Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. The dog who played Benji. Definitely not Benji. The dog who played the Benji. The dog Got who it. played Benji. The fourth one. The fourth one. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the best biggest one. Pause to fill. Um, <laughs> and uh, you already said worms in a different category, I know. so I just. I know. Yeah. That's where I went wrong. <laughs> Does anyone have advice for her right now? You could be that person. Oh, I could. Oh, I should pick someone alive, huh? You want? Um, I'll go with Ban Ki Moon. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, <laughs> this is going to be unprecedented. Each one of you tell me when to stop. Only give it a couple of seconds, stop. a few seconds. Okay. Stop. Great. Okay, hadn't started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead and, Aparna, go ahead and tell me when to stop. Stop. Great. Okay. Uh, Matt Nathanson, would you grace us with a song while I do some calculating? When I come back from the song, it will be as if no time has passed. 
except for a song played, and I will reveal to you your 100% guaranteed fictitious Ooh. match, match, futures. I've changed the entire game just by one slip of the tongue. Uh, your, your 100% guaranteed fictitious match, futures. Still got the same old number. Still drive the car you hate. I'm still fighting with my father. I'm still staying out too late. I still leave the back door open. I still let the dog escape. Maybe I'm deep down hoping you'll come back to yell at me like you used to do. And you were right, I'm just a stubborn fool who's living in the past. And we were young and we were free. And all your friends were friends with me. Swimming in our clothes when the beach was closed, midnight on New Year's Eve. And if you're having trouble, baby, holding on to memories, I got a king-size bed and a PhD in the way it used to be. I got a king-size bed and a PhD in the way it used to be. And when you write your movie, your autobiography, and can't reach the sweetest details, just feel free to call on me. Right how I made you shiver The ground underneath us shook The devil is in the details He and I get on real good Like we used to do And you I'm just a stubborn fool Who's living in the past When we were young and we were free All your friends were friends with me Swimming in our clothes when the beach was closed Midnight on New Year's Eve And if you're having trouble, baby Holding on to memories I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be Nathanson, everybody. I like that. I like the that break because it actually does give me the opportunity once I finish these to sit and feel like such a lucky son of a gun to have the opportunity to have all three of you on a stage with me and and to have a reason to just hang out with you. 
because you're really cool and funny uh, and talented and wonderful. So thank you guys so much. Um, uh, I do have some information I'd like to pass along to you. Um, okay, where do I even want to start? First of all, Scott, uh, I want to congratulate you <laughs> on your mansion. I'm going to go ahead and combine these two categories. In your mansion in the spacement. So, I don't know how those things all come together. How do those things all come together? How do you see that happening? A mansion with a basement? Well, I don't know. I think the mansion is inside the basement. Oh, I see. Uh, I think <laughs> but it's a space basement. It would have to be um, a, a normal house, like maybe a ranch style with a one bedroom, and then this huge basement that has a much better house inside. Okay. <laughs> When you say it like that, it makes total sense. I don't know why I needed... Okay, awesome. So uh, you have that. Uh, Aparna, you... Uh, you know what? I'm going to just do the... I'll create your whole little world, and I'll create your world. Uh, okay, so Scott, you've got that. You have... Uh, I want you to know that in at no time does anyone mistake you for the fool killer. Thank you. Never happen. Well, there was a... Nope, never. <laughs> okay. I love idiots. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you now. Who did you say? The Lennon sisters. Lennon. The Lennon. The yeah, Lennon sisters. They used yeah. To sing on Lawrence Welk. Okay, great. Well, listen. I want you to know that you will receive musical advice, and I mean, mus I mean, you know, advice on anything. It will certainly be delivered in musical form uh, by the Lennon sisters from the Lawrence Welk show. Topical. You, you, you uh, could have given me John Lennon, but go ahead. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're the one who made it a theme, um, and then uh, you can certainly uh, jump into Michael Palin's autobiography whenever you want Thank and you. sort of walk alongside him. Um, uh, you uh, are very, very apt at eating other people. <laughs> but for some reason, that doesn't bother your romantic partner, Susan, from Sesame Street. Aww. She gets you. <laughs> she just gets you. Uh, so congratulations. Thank you for that life. Wonderful outcome, everyone. Aparna, I want to congratulate you on the house that you uh, have uh, as a kind of getaway whenever you want. You can s just pop right into the world of uh, Sideways. Now, see, I wrote Sideways Wayside, and that's not oh, a, yeah. a book I read. So what is it? The Sideways? The way yeah, yeah. Side wayside School. Sideways of Wayside. Stories. Sideways from Stories wayside from Wayside School. school. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you, your house is next to the school. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't make this. I don't make the rules yeah, on yeah. this. So I guess it's just that in the same neighborhood. Out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, obviously, uh, you've also uh, appeared in at slash enjoyed living inside of Lonely Islands uh, on a boat video. Oh. So congratulations on that. I know a lot of us uh, feel much safer in this fictitious world, knowing that a hero like the rescheduler is out there <laughs> protecting people. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I want to congratulate you on your ability to slip into and make it possible for all of us to enjoy uh, the real life ride of the broken down Tomorrowland. Don't panic, please. <laughs> please, people, do not panic. Uh, and then uh, you can also receive uh, wonderful advice whenever you like it from Ban Ki-moon. Oh, great. That's pretty legit. It is. Fantastic. Uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful roommate 
in Grover. <gasps> I know. That was a win for all of us, because yeah. now we're all pissed about poor Grover. He's going to make a comeback. I just you wait. I didn't know that he was on hard times. Well, we just haven't heard from him in a while, is all we're saying. Uh, and then, of course, the outcome we were all hoping for. Unlimited amounts of delicious worms. <laughs> <laughs> so you both got the most horrifying answer you gave. That feels right, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here. Uh, I do feel that we need to do our own individual episodes uh, because I, there's a lot more I want to delve into. Um, but for this particular uh, episode and iteration, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you all for being here. Um, I, in case for some reason anyone wants to hang out, I the reason that I can't is that I somehow also have to get to the Palace of Fine Arts for the sound check for Neil's. You know, Patrick Harris's tribute uh, today, so I will kind of be rushing to, to go do that. Um, but uh, I have a show tonight uh, called The Bat that I will be back for, so um, if you want to, I'll be more around for that. Not that anyone's asking. But sometimes I feel bad because during the festival, there are people and faces I see, and I'm like, hey! And then I'm like, ah! And then I'm just running, so that's going to happen again. But, uh, but, but thank you. Thank you for being here. I just spit... Um, for probably the sixth time, I see little foam coming out of my mouth. Uh, and, uh, and thanks for coming to Sketchfest, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.